Hello, Stephen. Hello, Erica. You're looking at me funny. What are we doing tonight? Well, tonight we watched Rose. What? <laughs> yep. What? Mm-hmm. That doesn't follow along from Planet of Giants. No. If I consult my Doctor Who episode guide, mm-hmm. which I did before this recording. In your head, maybe. In my head, because I have them all memorized, of <laughs> mm-hmm. course. Because I'm like that. Why Why did we watch Rose, and why are we doing a Lazy Doctor Who about this? Uh, well, for, in part because Lazy Doctor Who has always just sort of been a, we can sort of do whatever we want when we want kind of a podcast. So, right. Uh, so I, I felt it was it was okay if we wanted to um, change things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the, the reasoning behind this is I... Well, I'm going to take a, a step back here. For okay. a while, I have been wanting to rewatch the new series uh, of Doctor Who, you know, starting in 2005, because many of the episodes I only watched once when they aired and haven't seen pretty much since. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we <clears throat> were to wait until we got there on Lazy Doctor Who, it would be, well, who knows? It could be years. Could be. And I don't necessarily want to wait quite that long. Yeah. The BBC and might have wiped the tapes by then. so That's true. Yeah. In fact, I'm expecting it. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to, to jump into it sooner. Mm-hmm. So I had kind of been thinking, well, maybe at some point, maybe it would be cool if we did a little back and forth and did some new series every once in a while and then, and then jumped back. And now, this year, Verity's uh, theme for 2016... As we record this, it is now 2016. It is. Verity's theme for this year is firsts, and we are covering one, <laughs> two first years of Doctor Who. We're actually covering the <laughs> the first season with William Hartnell and the first series with Christopher Eccleston when uh-huh. it came back. And one of the reasons that we picked the William Hartnell season is because you and I had just done it, <laughs> so that makes things a little bit... Seriously? Yes. <laughs> We didn't mention that on Verity, but it's the truth. That's lazy. Mm-hmm. This I feel this is like the official crossover now, <laughs> yep. where Verity becomes Lazy Doctor Who because mm-hmm. who's copying who? Both. Okay. I think I think it's just a giant circle of copying. I think you're right. Maybe. Yeah, because one of, one of the things that uh, Deb thought it might be a little bit easier on me, since I have to you know be on every single episode and edit all of them and stuff. Right. If it was something that I had seen fairly recently and didn't have to go into you know, brand new. So all of the William Hartnell episodes fall into that category now that you and I have just watched them. That doesn't mean I'm not going to rewatch them for Verity, but I might not if I don't have to. You can watch them with the uh, production notes on. I might do that. Because that's always something that I want to do again. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's a thing that might happen. And then yeah. on the other hand, I realized, well, since we're going to be watching the first series for Verity, yep. well, why the heck not just do... A little bit of Lazy Doctor Who. Not that we're going to stop doing classic Doctor Who. Oh, no. Dalek Invasion of Earth will be coming. Yep, absolutely. Um, so I just thought it would be fun to, to drop one in here and there as we watch them. Except we will have to stop as soon as we get to a story that you and Josh have not covered yes. on the Memory Cheats Series 2. Which, ironically enough, the Memory Cheats about which ones we've done. Yeah, but Josh has a list. He's got a list, but right now... Right. Well, you know, you did Rose. You know, I don't actually like looking at that list on the memory cheats because then it because then I know what we've done. I know we've recorded over half of the RTD era episodes, though. Mm-hmm. I know we've Maybe done you Rose. Should, you should probably explain um, what the memory cheats is and what <laughs> what you're doing for the right. people who haven't listened. For those who don't listen, uh, the memory cheats was a podcast and it is a podcast. Mm-hmm. 
that started up two or three or four years ago. Some years ago, it was on a it was on a uh, a night when everyone, including you, mm-hmm. was doing a podcast. It seems, except for me, my friend Josh, and uh, we lamented to each other very briefly and says, "I wish." We had a podcast record right now, too, because we're feeling left out. That was on Twitter, right? That was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And literally within 10 minutes, we came up with an idea for a podcast where we randomly draw a classic Doctor Who story from basically Spin the Wheel and talk about it right then and there for 15 to 20 minutes. And it became popular. That became very popular, that show. Mm-hmm. And then we ended the um, the classic series. We only ever intended to do to do the classic series because... You know, we were just relying on our memories. Mm-hmm. So there was no, like, you know, watching like this for right, verity and exactly. stuff. But then we, we eventually said, well, it was a lot of fun. Let's do the RTD era. So now we're about halfway through the uh, RTD era, mm-hmm. 2005-2010, technically. Um, and uh, and we've randomly drawn Rose, at least, and some other ones in maybe, Series 1. Maybe I will contact Josh and find out what, uh, what Series 1 stories are. I think we did it at the end of the world, so we're safe at least for another one. Okay. And it'll be a while because, you know, right. on Verity, we're, you know, we're doing Rose, we're recording tomorrow uh, about Rose, which is right. why we watched it tonight. And then, you know, we'll have, we'll have some Verity extras, which are fun little mini episodes that come in between um, the longer episodes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll have a William Hartnell story, so who knows? It'll be lazy. Yep. Yeah, so we'll see. So yeah, so you might get a couple of uh, a couple more new series stories on Lazy Doctor Who from time to time. Which I suppose is okay for those people who don't have the wherewithal to watch <laughs> seven episodes, <laughs> year old television mm-hmm. that's available on Daily Motion and Hulu. Um, now you can go to Netflix. Yep. For this one. For Rose, the very first episode of uh, the new series of Doctor Who mm-hmm. from 2005. This is almost 11 years old. That blows my mind. Yeah. It really does. When was the last time you watched this then? You know, I feel like I, this is this is one that I have seen somewhat more recently. Because it's Rose. Yeah. That first episode. I have no it. idea when I watched it, but I know it couldn't have been that long ago because I actually remember it fairly well. Mm-hmm. So... I think I think I might have gotten it in my head to rewatch series one, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Okay. And tried to start. And I think I only got as far as Rose. <laughs> nice work. Nice. <laughs> I know. Wow. I'm terrible. It's committing. You're you were doing lazy Doctor Who back then, basically. Yeah, it was the laziest it was. because it was just one episode yeah, well, and, and yeah. then I didn't record a podcast about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So what'd you think of this then? You know, it's funny. It started out, and I was taking notes on it, which is not Lazy Doctor Who style, but that's I, but I tend to do for I, I Verity. Can, I can confirm that the, the computer is closed. You're yep. not looking at the notes. Yep, I shut the laptop. Yeah. That would not be Lazy Doctor Who style at <sighs> no. all. Um, so the the beginning of the episode, it, and I will tell you that as, as a classic Doctor Who fan, I was not on board with the new series for quite a while when it first started out. And when we were watching the beginning of this episode here tonight, right. I was thinking... Yeah, I remember. Not, this makes sense now that I wasn't a big fan of this and that I wasn't on board. I was kind of like, oh boy, what have I gotten myself into watching the Christopher Eccleston series for Verity? Ooh. And by the end of the episode, I was just, I was excited. I was into <laughs> it. I think I think I credit Murray Gold's music for a really? lot of that. Yeah, I know some people don't like it in this episode, but I just, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's because I associate it with the, the beginnings of something that I've come to love so much mm-hmm. or what, but I just, I found like I was, I was excited by it. It, it, it got me, you know, I wanted to dance on the couch a little bit. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I was into it. So, so it did start a little, it, maybe it just took me a little bit of time to kind of get back into the, not only get from classic series into the new series frame of mind since mm-hmm. we've been watching so much classic Doctor Who um, but also go from a new new Doctor Who frame of mind the Capaldi frame of right. mind back to this Christopher Eccleston style which is so very different isn't it though it is it, it is so different it is such a different show and I mean it is even different from later in the Christopher Eccleston season as they sort of tighten things up and kind of on their feet yeah. a little bit but yeah it's it's interesting how many things are just sort of dropped and dribbled in here that come back later in the RTD era. You know, even little things like the shadow proclamation mm. and the, the fact that the doctor is smiling all the way through everything. Like that big, goofy, nine grin on his face. It's funny, you know, listening to interviews and, and doing interviews, let's face it, uh, with like Noel Clark and... I'd never did one with Chris Eccleston, but the Chris Eccleston said that he thinks he pitch, he would pitch the comedy differently. Yeah, had he done it now, and it does seem a little bit forced. And and Noel Clark's performance is very, very broad, mm-hmm. shall we say? They all kind of are. I mean, yeah. even Rose is a little bit broad. Jackie certainly. She is. I think Billy Piper is probably the most natural of I them all. To be I honest, I totally, I totally agree. Yeah. I just think that in this one, I think it's even there are parts where it's a little bit over the top. It is a yeah. Especially at the very beginning, uh, you know, she's all huffy, mm-hmm. having to go back into the into the store with the uh, the lottery winnings and going down and, you know, but then yelling, okay, who is, is it Derek? Did Derek plan this? Right. Like, it was, like, that part wasn't great, but I feel like as it went on towards the end, it was good. Yeah. Gooder. It was gooder. <laughs> I, it, um... It's it's because you know I certain clips are very famous like the the uh, the you know the, I can feel the turning of the earth and the uh, what's your name you know um, <sighs> I hate that speech so much really how come I do I think it is just overblown and pompous <laughs> it's piloty isn't it it is it's a little not bit just, yes it is and I don't think that it I mean maybe I'm just not remembering series one very well but I I don't feel like it's true to the the Doctor as the way that... Maybe I'm just remembering the classic series, series Doctor, but it just doesn't feel Doctory to me to be so, I don't know, in tune with things, I guess. Really? Maybe yeah. he just hasn't vocalized it before, that's all. Uh, maybe not. Maybe he didn't find time in all of these years to say anything <laughs> that reminds me of that. Or maybe I'm just not remembering or it happened in episodes I didn't see. I, it just it it rings very false mm. and hollow to me. Oh, I don't know about that. Um... Yeah, at watching, comparing this with even Series 2 Doctor Who, because Murray Gold gets an orchestra for Series 2 and onwards. That's true. Uh, it's all on keyboard at this point, which mm-hmm. I think makes it feel a little bit smaller. It's it's funny, this feels, and well, this, this felt bold for Doctor Who, but it doesn't feel bold for television at this point. It doesn't feel like it's revolutionizing, even though it basically gave BBC a Saturday night thing, which they've, you know, Merlin and Robin Hood and, uh, you know, all the other sort of family sci-fi fantasy shows that sort of have become a thing now mm-hmm. uh, in the UK television, maybe not so much in the past couple of years, but it kind of launched a revolution. But when I look at this, I think, I don't know. Um, 
I don't know if it uh, it feels as revolutionary right now. It's weird looking back at it. I have to say, I haven't watched it either for a while. I remember, you know, we talked about this on, on the Memory Cheats, but we didn't. We talked about it without actually watching it. So um, there are elements of this. It, it's funny actually uh, watching it. I remember where the commercial breaks were on the CBC airing. <laughs> That's funny. Which leads me to believe that I, I remember the CBC airing more than I remember the original airing. Hmm. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even know when I saw this for the first time. I mean, why would you have? Because yeah. I mean, I think my mom acquired the episodes on disc somehow before right. before it actually aired anywhere near us. Um, so like two thousand six. That's what she yeah. would have done. Um, but I don't remember if I watched them right away. Maybe she would remember, or if I got them later. I mm-hmm. just don't know because I mean, I wasn't living at home anymore at that time, Ooh. so. Yeah, and I remember, and I remember that it took me a while to kind of get on board with this weird, wacky new show, mm-hmm. and things like you know, Plastic Mickey didn't help in the first no, episode. Didn't help. And really, just just looking back at these characters at the very beginning, Mickey is kind of awful. Like I don't blame I don't blame Rose for wanting to run away from her life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Her mother's terrible. Yep. Her boyfriend, you know, she almost gets blown up, and he just leaves her to go off to the pub because he wants to catch the last five minutes of a match. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a doofus. It's going to be a tie game anyway, <laughs> or a draw. I know what you mean. Yeah, it, but I suppose it's a character arc for Mickey, too. He becomes a oh, better, sure. per, uh, better, even, you know, and they had it in mind because the episodes that were being produced either before or just at the same time as this were Aliens of London, um, World War Three, where Mickey does acquit himself rather right. nicely and actually gets an invite onto the TARDIS. So it's nice to see that that sort of arc was planned. I think they probably started it a little too far to the uh, to like he's an awful idiot kind mm-hmm. of thing. He does play kind of like the Mickey the idiot a little too close to the knuckle. I thought, but even No Clark mm-hmm. says as, as much. So he feels he he go he goes away for a while, then comes back later on in series one, and he feels much more comfortable with his, his mm-hmm. performance. But yeah, I mean, I. I guess I never really thought about it too much at the time from the perspective of, like, you know, why would the companion leave? What are they leaving behind? All that kind of stuff. Because that's Mm -hmm. not the kind of thing they ever covered in the classic series. So it wasn't really anything that I was thinking about here. But now that I watch it, I realize, yeah, she's actually literally walking away from her boyfriend to get into time. Like, wow, that's... it, It almost seems kind of cold, except for when you think about all of this stuff. Like, her life... Not it's just not that great. I mean, even you know her mom saying about how she working at the uh, working in a shop is giving her you know putting on graces and airs and stuff because mm-hmm. like she's getting above her station by working as a shop girl. Yeah. Like that's that she really does come from uh, from a, a place that she doesn't seem very happy with. Mm-hmm. So good for her for for being able to get away. And I mean, heck, she saved the doctor and the world. So she did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I I was never a big Rose fan, but just. Starting out here so far, if I were to come at it fresh with uh, with, with clean eyes, I'd say well, she acquitted herself well. Mm-hmm. As do, as do most companions on their first true. <laughs> episode. You know mm-hmm. what a Mary Sue that Rose Tyler oh, is. God, don't get me started. <laughs> uh, although there, some people make the argument that uh, that Rose is RTD's actual audience insertion for like his self insertion. <laughs> really? Yes, I have heard that argument made many times. Which she still is not a Mary Sue because she doesn't just disappear and leave at the end of the uh, at the end of the story. No, but she does leave eventually before RTD is out. So maybe. <laughs> totally kidding. Um, what else about this? Anything? 
I, 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 I want to talk about the next time trailer a little bit, but not before we're done talking about Rose itself. Um, I think, I think I'm good. Are you good? Got to save it for Verity tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's true. It's like a preview. We're like scooping Verity at this totally. point. Totally. Yeah. Huh. Suck it, Verity. Wait, that's my podcast. <laughs> it's your podcast. I take it back. <laughs> uh, I, I had to laugh at the um, at the next time trailer, which they only put in because the show was running light. Just like the whole, one of the best scenes in the episode is the big walk they take from the apartment building all the way to the square where the TARDIS is. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. One moving shot, which I'm not mm-hmm. even sure was directed by Keith Boak. Uh, it takes up like two minutes because the episode was running so short they included that in well i liked that that was a really good scene. it was a great scene that and they and also because they're running late they said well we what do we do let's put a next time trailer in and so it almost feels like the guy who edited that had a clip of the next had the next episode and just put in some clips in order he rolled dice it was the weirdest trailer it just basically says welcome to the oh wait a minute End of the world. That's in the trailer. And then they say, here's some creatures. And then all of a sudden, the boom happens off screen. And it goes, that's not supposed to happen. I remember seeing that trailer going, mm-hmm. what is this weird Doctor Who show? I wasn't so like, even, even after episode one, uh, I was still a little bit, I was hesitant, shall we say. And it's only next week, next week, mm-hmm. next episode that I, I think I get fully on board with, uh, with Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. End of the world. Yeah. I certainly didn't. I didn't. No. No. Nope. Nope. Not there. But you're energetic about the end of this one, so. Yeah. Now I am on board. Yeah. Like me now, but Erica back in 2000, whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, was was not. Although, also, I just have to laugh. I'm looking at. We watch this on Netflix because yep. we're too lazy to go get the DVDs from the other room. Getting DVDs is way too yep. much work. That's the, that would not be lazy. No, it would not be lazy, Doctor. Who. But I'm just looking at the uh, the short cast list that they have included on Netflix is David Tennant, <laughs> Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi. And Freeman Edgeman. Yeah, I <laughs> like, like that. It's just so weird. I think that well, I, uh, by the looks of it... There's not even any Christopher Eccleston. I think they're arranging it um, f- uh, from amount of episodes, perhaps. Maybe. Which Eccleston maybe? obviously... Well, you know what? No, technically, Eccleston is in as many on Netflix as Peter Capaldi, because PCAP's only been in 12, and Eccleston's been in 13, so... I don't understand this. And then, yeah, but why free management? Alphabetically, I'll bet. They're probably listing the... Um, yeah, but she doesn't have that many episodes compared to anybody else. No, alphabetically from, like, the the the, the lesser stars, not the doctors. That's what I'm guessing, oh, you know what okay. I mean? So, yeah, it does look like it's two separate lists. Because it's A. Yeah, okay. management starts with A. Weird. Yep. Anyway, that's neither here nor there, no. but it is a funny thing. It is. Yep. All right. Well, never fear, people. We will get back to classic Doctor Who. And, yeah, I know. You know. I don't like all this color and oh, you widescreen and running around and all this. <sighs> it's nice. It's fu- it, it was a good homage, homage slash bad direction that they uh, they ran slowly down a corridor oh, to escape from the Autons in the, uh, one of the first scenes there. There's something about doing it in, in color and in widescreen that makes it look so much worse. I can handle it in black and white 60s yeah. Doctor Who just fine. Give me the sensorites any day. Yeah. Uh, but that scene was just like, really... Mm. Although I, I, I admit I didn't notice it the first time I saw this. I, that was before I started watching closely enough to pick up on that kind of thing in Doctor Who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've noticed it now. Because they know how yep. to run down corridors now. They sure do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not then, though. Early days. Early days. Early days. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you might get another new Who episode at some point. You may not. We make no promises on Lazy Doctor Who. That's just our way. 
Well, now that we, I kind of, I don't want to just stop here. I'd hey, you never know. Right. I'm just saying we're not promising anything. That's true. That's all I'm you, saying. You don't have to promise. You don't have to deliver. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's all for now. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.